Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of For What It's Nerd. This week I wasn't sure what we were going to be discussing, but something great came to me. Uh, well, uh, great is maybe a bit of a strong word, but something fortuitous has happened with the release of Witcher Season 3 on Netflix uh, on early Thursday um, last this week. Um, and I've got to be honest, I loved Witcher Season 1. I thought it was very, very fun. It wasn't a faithful adaptation of the book to the T, but it was a good general all-rounded show, right? Okay, I think a lot of people thought the same. Yes, it was jarring in places, etc., but it was a good um, start to, you know, a book adapted into games, adapted into a, a show, essentially, even though the games, of course, take or uh, happened later in the timeline. I'm fumbling over my words a lot today, it seems. Um, but season two, of course, was very, very um, content uh, uh, contentious, should I say. I will get my words right. Um, because it deviated a lot more from the books than the first season and essentially created a whole plot line that was unnecessary and felt very... Um, it felt like character assassination at times for especially Yennefer, but the characters as a whole, right? Okay, so season three comes out, and I'm dubious, of course. Everyone's dubious, because not only is this the follow-on from that season, season two, but we know that this is the last time um, Henry Cavill will be playing Geralt, um, with Liam Hemsworth coming on to replace him uh, at the end of this season, which, of course, this is only part one of season three as well, let us say that. Um, but I went into it, I thought, you know, let's give it a try. Um, there's still some redeeming qualities to this, potentially. And I've got to be honest, I wasn't too, too disappointed. Um, episode one was actually a very strong episode. I think it really helped reestablish this world as the Witcher world. I think that's one thing that season two really undid. This season three, episode one, managed to kind of patch that together again. You feel like Geralt is as good as ever. Geralt was always the kind of the, the strong point throughout these seasons, so that's good to see continue. Um, Yennefer feels back to form uh, in this first part of season three. Ciri, um, I find Ciri troublesome as a character even in the source material. I find she's much more interesting in Witcher 3, the game, rather than in the books. I found her to be a very hard character to follow at times, especially in later books. So I can't speak too much on Siri anyways, because I don't find Siri to be too interesting of a character to me. But I think the portrayal is good because if I'm not if I don't care too much, then it's kind of it's the right portrayal, if that makes sense. Um I think as regards those three, I think as regards the overall arc of the story, um this is more um, religiously following, religiously is maybe the wrong word, but more stringent in following the book's time of contempt. Um, this one obviously adapting a lot out of, um, and I think it generally works. Now, I will say, I ha I was trying to binge it all before doing the podcast. I didn't manage to do that, so I am currently halfway through episode four. Um, so. I can't give a full comprehensive, like, this was, like, great season review, but I think I can talk a decent length on a few things that I liked and a few things that I didn't. So those are kind of the main points as to what I liked about the season thus far. I 
I have to be honest, what I think I found very hard with this season is Time of Contempt, I think, was my favorite of the books. I think it has a lot going on. There's a lot of different parts moving. And I think that um, it really sets the stage for what happens there on after. Um, and kind of everything that happens after, how do I put it? I guess a book obviously carries on, but it feels like a lot of the things that happen in Time of Contempt uh, carry, carry on not only into the next book, but the books after this is a very pivotal moment in the story of the witcher universe stuff that happens in this is picked up on the gate in the games way later for example and you know all that type of stuff so this is like this is like a very pivotal moment in the witcher universe um not in the least because of the uh, I, I don't know about how they adapt it in the show yet because i haven't got to that but the the ball right the ball is a very big important part of of like the the structure of the of the north changing right very quickly after that things change very rapidly and so I, I i'm very interested in this period of witcher law and so for me i feel like they're focusing in parts on the wrong things for example i think i still didn't like uh, this is mainly why I didn't like it. I don't like the way they've took Francesca Findebar as regards, like, I liked it when she was part of the Majors, and then things happened as regards uh, as the Conclave was coming closer, essentially. I like that. I like that more. Um, so I'm still not a big fan of the whole Francesca Elves storyline. I think they, they're not particularly very interesting in this show. I think the Witch Universe had a very interesting set of elf character elven characters both in the books and again in the games later on i think that the kind of the smirch is a very strong word but i do feel like it's sort of fitting it feels like these elves are being besmirched and it's kind of not interesting to watch the elven scenes i do also think that um emir has kind of been underserved in this um, as yet, not because of the acting. I don't think the acting anything has anything particularly wrong with it. I I, I don't think it's great. Like Emir's actor, I don't know off the top of my head, isn't like blowing me away with his dialogue or anything. But I don't think he's bad. But one thing I find is that because of the way they have approached the um, Cirilla Fiona, the fake Siri storyline in this, there's a lot taken out of the Nilfgaardian politics that happens in this period and like with Assyria, Assyria Var Anahed and like and like dealing with like the court as regards what's happening in Nilfgaard because I think that's very important. I think knowing that Nilfgaard isn't just this like two or three characters because how do I put it? The North is comprised of so many characters at this point, even in the shore. And then it feels like what they've done here is really reduced Nilfgaard to like three characters, which is essentially Emir, um, Kahia, uh, and Fringilla, which she's only had a very small part in this season thus far, um, which, you know, I don't know where that's going yet, because again, I've not finished the season, but um, I, but I, I very much enjoyed the parts in the book um, seeing um, the reaction to this fake Siri and for example, the very ending moment where um, where Amir basically kind of lets Fixery go. I, I, forget, I forget whether that's in Time of Contempt or the next book, but that was a very 
um i think it's a very poignant scene to learn about emir and learn about his motives and his ideas and what he's trying to do here um i feel like right now he's just being very underserved as a character um and and so is Nilfgaard as a as an entity so to speak in in the world Nilfgaard is more than just the big bad empire like there's more going on inside Nilfgaard and I think that would have been better um displayed by way of what um what they could have done with the actual storyline for the fake Siri that was in the book rather than what they do in the show which is kind of this one and done kind of like let's go for body horror thing like i don't even quite understand it because it's like i get it because vilga fought and this is a spoiler by the way if anyone who doesn't know so i i don't know how the season ends but vilga fought in the books the books have been out forever so deal with it vilga fought in the book is experimenting and does experiment and you know has moments where he is both torturing siri and yennefer but in this I feel like they've went with the kind of shock factor of like, they're trying to make another Syria. And I don't quite get how that links in yet. Like I said, I haven't finished the season, so there might be a, like a big reveal as regards that, but it just, it feels kind of very weak um, as like, as like a replacement for the original storyline. That makes sense. Um, similarly, similarly to that, I find that when they change these characters, they are under and, and and then take time to focus on them. I feel like they're underserving the main characters, right? Like I feel like the Francesca stuff could very much be could have been removed, like for the large majority, and the, the show would run essentially the same. Um, I also find that uh, um. What am I trying to say? Uh, Dijkstra and Philippa as well. They're meant to be mysterious entities. In this show, I feel like they're being really, really demystified to the point that, like, I I don't find them intriguing anymore. I feel like it, it's the Boa Fett effect, right? If you take the man out of the mask, suddenly he's not as mystifying. It's, it's Veda. It, it's all those types of characters, right? And Philippa and, and Dijkstra are always these characters who have things quite tight to their chest. And yes, that's displayed in the show, and sometimes quite to effect. And, you know, I don't necessarily disagree with the idea of having, especially Dijkstra, get a little bit more time on screen. But, you know, when you meet Philippa, for example, in the games, she's you, you still don't know what she's up to. You don't know what she's doing. And I feel like I would have preferred as a viewer, and I understand you have to give some kind of understanding of what these characters are doing, I would have preferred as a viewer to have that kind of same feeling. I feel like Philippa is not this mastermind in in the show. I feel like she's just kind of going through the motions as much as anyone else is. Um, I also got to I've got to say I don't like I don't think how do I put it? Let me Radovid. Let me just say that first of all, Radovid um, being um, Vizemir's brother in this, uh, I don't like personally. I think, you know, it's a very different Radovid to what we're used to from later material. Um, and personally, I think it doesn't really add anything. It's like one line in the show where, like, it's, again, slightly different to what happens in the books, but um, Yennefer meets with um, Vizimir for a moment, and she says, oh, I would, we would like Philippa to come to the Conclave, so Philippa's going, and then Deke's just, like, kind of basically 
it's like he says you must Philippa has to Vizimir says Philippa has to go and Dijkstra and then like as a little tag on on the end again it's like and Radovid and I'm just like Radovid does not need to be there like at all it feels like what they're trying to do is really just for what for want of a better term bum rush everything into as, as this season as they can and it feels like they're not taking the time to pace it correctly um and it, it's kind of frustrating because it feels like they're just serving some of these characters one that really stood up to me um and i really hated it because i don't think she was like this at all in the books from what i can remember is margaret is it margarita lozantila yeah Margarita Lozantila. Yeah, that's right. Um, and she in the in The Witcher, the show, she shows up for like literally one scene thus far. I don't know if she shows up again at the ball, but she's in this one scene and like I find that that scene in the book was a lot more necessary because it was discussing with Siri about like who she was and what she's doing and what what Aratusa will be like. And I feel like it was a very much in, in like a, 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 it's a setup of a possible path that then doesn't happen, right? So it's very important to know that that's could have what it could have been like. Um, and they kind of do a similar thing in the show, but they make it like totally the opposite. They make it like, oh, you wouldn't want to do this at all. You wouldn't want to go to Aratusa at all. Like it's meant to kind of vilify Aratusa to the audience, right? But the fact that they use Margarita Lozantila to do that is very annoying to me because I feel like in the book, yes, yeah, she was a little bit brusque in places but she wasn't a cruel character in fact she seemed very nurturing as a character to me when i was reading the book i, I mean maybe i'm maybe i'm misconstruing this but i i just think this version was just like needlessly like annoying for the sake of just being annoying i don't i don't get what i don't quite get what the writers are trying to do by deconstructing all of the witches and mages etc to be baddies essentially like not all of them are like the fact that they're making it out like Jasea, Triss and um and Yennefer are the only good um witches essentially um is like super like incorrect to what like you know all of them have their deeds that they're doing and yeah like Sabrina Glavisig is up to things and so is but they're all um they're not all like deplorable by by standard right i feel like the way they kind of went with this is kind of a weird one for me um i also feel like and the one thing i will say is that the wild hunt is being shoehorned in which is weird because like the wild hunt is part like the main part of all this that's what it's building up to but like there was a scene where the wild hunt just kind of appeared and it was like what's this like i understand that there was you know precedence for this in earlier seasons but like it just feels like it feels like they're trying to touchstone all the points that are relevant for the time of contempt as a book, and really just throw it into like as like quickly as possible, as quickly as possible together. And like I understand that they have a season format. I understand that they have to do things more concisely. But there's certain scenes that could have been removed, and certain other things that could have been added to make this um, sure better at telling the story that it wants to tell that makes sense and i just think i don't know i i think there's the show is quite jarring in a lot of ways and one thing i do will not and i was reading a few reviews to see um what kind of other people were saying and i, I this one thing i do agree with 
this show is is taking too many liberties with its dialogue. And what I mean by that is the dialogue is very modern. Um, there's certain phrases that are used and certain jokes and certain um, ways of referral that um, really do take you out the story for a moment. And I get that sometimes those can be a little bit funny, like a little bit of pokey proddy at the fact that this is like old timey and we're in the, the modern century. Sometimes that can be funny, right? Um, like, oh, how would you even say that? Or like, like I, I, I don't know how to describe it, but like, there's certain points where you can make a joke of the fact that dialogue is different. The Owl world versus the Witcher world, for example, or any world. That, that can be a fun little joke now and again, but it feels like the, the show is kind of really trying. It happens a lot with Yaskia, funnily enough. Um, the show is really trying to like push this kind of edgy, quirky dialogue, and it's like, you're, you are a... Sh- it feels like... It feels like CW dialogue at times, and that's a, that's a, a, you know CW shows are arguably better players to do that, right? Because they're in more modern set- settings usually. But it feels like that sort of dialogue sometimes, and it's very disappointing because it's like it's just not it's not congruous with the Witcher world. Um, I, I I can't think of many examples off the top of my head, but if you were to watch the season, I feel like there would be certain points where you would feel that as well. Um, so what am I trying to say about the Witcher? season three i don't hate it i don't love it either um and i think that's kind of where i'm sat with it at the moment i don't think this is like the piece de resistance of like which uh you know material i think there's much better stuff i think sometimes even though the books can sometimes be very drawn out and painful at points and i will say that because i don't think it's right to say the book was better all the time the book is not always better in some books, especially not Time of Contempt, but the next book, I forgot what it's called at the moment, I'm dumb, um, <laughs> but um, it was very drawn out for me, and I very much struggled with it. Um, the part where um, Siri is being chased by Leo Bonnard and all that type of stuff, I, oh, so it, it, it's so strung out. And like, so I, I know that the books aren't the best out of the best material-wise, but like, I think, how would I put it? I think the show is underserving even that at times. It's doing well in other parts, don't get me wrong, and I think it has its moments. And I think the Yennefer Suri Geralt um, trifecta is still working as of yet. Obviously, we know that Henry Cavill's leaving uh, at the end of this season. But I- I'm I'm interested to see the rest of the season, which is coming out, I think, at the end of this month, I think, maybe. Uh, I'm very interested to see what happens with that. Um, and yeah, we'll be back to talk about that when that releases. So with that said, guys, thank you very much for watching slash listening. Um, I think this is a very interesting um, discussion, especially because this is the last season, again, as I said, with Henry Cavill. So it'll be interesting to see how this one ends because they have said that um, this will be like a like it will be a handoff in universe like the change will happen in universe almost like a doctor who-esque change and they said they've got a law reason for it so i'm very excited to see that well not excited very interested intrigued but um we'll see we'll see and for now the witcher season three it's all right thank you guys for watching slash listening as always i'll say again and have a great rest of your weekend bye guys